And welcome, everybody, to episode 57 of the Regression to the Mean podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. It is Friday. The sun is out in Southern California. What better way to celebrate Friday than bring Keegan Thompson and Aiden Holler back to talk NFL draft? Keegan, Aiden, how are we doing, gentlemen? Doing well. Doing well, Sean. Thanks for having us. Uh, Just another lovely day. The sun is out. We are officially one week out from the draft, so we can stop torturing our uh, listeners here with draft speculation. But until then, we've got some more draft content. Keegan, have you placed any uh, bets at your uh, corporate office recently? Did you throw? Did you think yeah, about definitely. putting uh, money on Bryce Young to go number one overall within your offices? Yeah, I actually took the over on second year standout receiver Jamison Williams total receptions on the season just this morning. <laughs> so, uh, color me shocked when I saw the news that one of my dynasty assets will be suspended for six games for placing a small friendly wager on a college game. Was your bet on company Wi-Fi? But this is at the it is the dumbest thing at the company facility. The I'm sorry, at the this company facility. Event. We were just talking about this, and before we talk <laughs> about the draft, I just want to say I am a piss poor mood finding out that he can't even bet on something that's non NFL without getting suspended. The NFL is driving in millions and millions of ad revenue from Draft Kings, from FanDuel, supporting the betting markets. Dude, ESPN has live spread lines and tickers on their sports reporting now. Like, betting is here. And you're going to tell me he got suspended oh, yeah. six games because he decided to place his friendly wager at work rather than at home? Oh. Just because it's on their Wi-Fi shouldn't matter. This is the same league that sent Tua Tagovailoa out to play football again after he couldn't see more than two inches in front of his face. They see something that goes against their vision, and they're like, oh, that's six games, brother. Sorry. Oh, you took you placed it's a all, dollar parlay with twelve teams, just like the rest of the schmucks do every day on FanDuel. That's six games, brother. Does this put Jameson Williams on the trade block in our league? Potentially, I am looking at why. Yeah, I'll take row. a twenty twenty three first and maybe a twenty twenty four fourth as the package. Yeah, I'll throw in Justin Fields too. Guys, hear that? That's the sound of Jameson Williams dynasty stock. Just sad trombone, dude. Keegan, I get your point. It's the most ridiculous thing. I get thing. your point like, about the hypocrisy of the NFL, their definition of hypocrites. But they have a hard line about gambling. They do not want people gambling on these games. It's in the rules that you shouldn't bet in an NFL facility. Then just maybe don't place the bet at an NFL facility. That's my take. I did, I did it win. Do we know if the ticket <laughs> cashed? I don't know, man. But he's going to have to serve a six-game suspension. And now a promising young wide receiver in the NFL who a lot of people have been drafting really high in best ball. Like he's been a top 60 pick in best ball. This guy caught one pass last season. He played six games. All right. This is off to a nightmare. It. It's a nightmare start to the season for him. I mean, career. Yeah, but he's nightmare still got one ball. <laughs> he's got one ball. This is a dumb rule. Wow. That is crazy. Okay. So that may change how the Lions approach the NFL draft. I think at 18, I think right as their second pick, they for sure are going to take a pass. Catcher. I just know Dan Harris is somewhere like, this is an ARSB tweet. <laughs> well, anyone that thought that ARSB Loves wasn't going to be the full point, like the fulcrum of the offense or wasn't going to run through him and Jamison Williams was going to eat into Amon Ross St. Brown's share, seek help, okay? Because that's not happening. ARSB is that yeah. offense. Yeah. Mental but evaluation. If anything, it just kind of craters what was supposed to be a fun you know, year two player that you could take a dart throw on. For me, for redraft, no thanks. I don't touch suspended players. Even though Nook was really good last year, I don't touch suspended players. Not I'm not carrying him for six weeks on my bench. 
Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But we have got a great show here for you today. Keegan's going to cry a little bit more later in the podcast. I promise you that that mocking voice that he was doing. He's already done it twice today. So I bet you he's going <laughs> to he's going to bring that up. He's going to bring that out later in the episode. It's going to be fantastic. So we recorded what? Oh, yeah. Tuesday last week, Wednesday last week. Yeah, I think it was really early in the week. It's been a while since the three of us have gotten back together. I think when we recorded Bryce Young's odds to be the number one pick had just flipped. I think he was like plus 180. Well, it's now Friday, April 21st. We're less than a week away from the draft, and Bryce Young is now a plus 2,000 favorite to go number one overall in this draft. He canceled his meetings with other teams. This seems set in stone. So outside of that let's just let's just analyze what we're talking about here we're talking about betting on where a player will go in the draft that's how far we are nfl like let's just talk about that it's so fucking dumb to me it doesn't make any sense keegan this is a fantasy football podcast i mean fantasy is basically fantasy football relevant fantasy football is basically gambling right (laughs) it's just a different form of of gambling it's more like localized and you, you compete against other people so you have a little bit more control but I feel that I Keegan, it is hypocritical. The NFL is hypocritical, but that is the league, right? You, you just you can't bet on the team Wi-Fi. You just can't do it when it's clearly in the rule book. This is speculation season, right? I thought it'd be fun to play a game I just invented called Factor Bullshit. Pretty straightforward, right? So I'm gonna give I'm gonna <laughs> you I love, love games. games. Aiden plays a lot of Catan. I love is games. it Catan or Catan? Yeah. Ooh. Catan. Catan. I think I don't know. I hope that's that's how I've been saying it for All years. Right, okay, kicking ass. So. Aiden loves games. Aiden, are you good at golf? I heard you kind of suck. I'm I'm not great. I'm kind of on the IL right now. My back is killing me. Oh dude. my I, god, I, dude, you're like 27. <laughs> I know. I gotta t- I gotta tone it down. I saw a chiropractor this week, and it's been like life changing. It's just putting the old man back into place. So, um, good at golf. Okay. No, Short good at answer, drinking no. beers on the golf course. Top notch, oh, dude. Really good. Okay. Really, really okay. good. Yeah. How how would you score really on good. the S two for drinking beers on the golf course? High, like ninety fifth percentile, ninety sixth percentile. Um, I'd say okay. higher than CJ Stroud. Yeah. Um, probably <laughs> somewhere in the high nineties. A lot has come out. A lot has changed. Rumors are flying. We're gonna play this game. Factor bullshit. Pretty straightforward, fellas. I'm gonna throw out a statement, a rumor, whatever it may be. You're gonna tell me if it's factor bullshit. Are you guys game? Yep. Okay. We each get our own response. You each get your own response. No, you each get your own response. After we go through some of these rumors, stay around. We're at the end of the episode. We're actually going to mock the first 12 picks in a super flex dynasty rookie draft. For everyone that plays dynasty, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun before we uh, actually draft them to real teams in real life. Okay, fellas, fact or bullshit? We're going to start with an easy one. Bryce Young will be the first overall pick nice. in the draft. No, fact. Yeah, it seems like all roads are uh, leading that way. I guess fact. Megan? I don't know. Like, we're at this point of the draft, like, prep and trying to project things. That I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I feel like the CJ Stroud thing to Carolina was as good as done a while ago. And now you just have all these smoke and mirrors. Like, it's really hard. I think the Bears called Houston's bluff. Rolls looks really smart yeah. right now. It was a total smokescreen, and Rifles is like, all right, well, you guys are completely fucking lying. You only want one guy. We're trading someone yep. else. And it's kind of looking like that's exactly what the case was. And uh, so, does yeah, he looks pretty smart. Maybe this S2 testing affects what Carolina thinks about Stroud. And 
I guess Bryce Young. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go fact, I guess. And it's going to like, it's going to fuck up the whole draft if Bryce Young goes first. Not fuck up, but you know what I mean? Like it'll, it'll set things askew pretty quickly here. It, it's going to be chaos. I think it has yeah, to be fact be at this point. I agree with you guys. Remember the word around town was directly from ownership, Bryce Young. That's kind of been the word around town. And you've heard Aiden and I talk about it. I think Aiden has an invested interest in the Panthers being a clown show. But they are a Need it. bit of a clown show with the owner involved. I love BY. You guys know I'm a huge Bryce Young fan. You know I also have dunked on this yeah, like receiving course. So I'm a little worried. But I think Bryce Young pencil it in. It's the first pick in the draft. All right. Fact or bullshit. The Texans will draft a defensive player over a quarterback at two. Woof. I'll go in line with my thought process here, like from the last one, and I'll say fact again. I think Bryce Young is who Houston really wants. Chicago called their bluff. They chose not to move up, and I think here they go with a defensive player for first-year defensive-minded head coach, D'Amico Ryans, and... After that, they will take pick 12, and if there is somebody left on the board, maybe they try and move up. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Okay, what's your reasoning? This, so this is an organization that has won 11 games over the last three years. 11 games over the last three years. There's a handful of more than competent quarterbacks. Like, I just do, like how long can you do this? How long can you drag this along? Like, and who's to say that they're bad enough to land them in a spot where you're getting a Caleb Williams or a Drake May next year. Like, this is, it's a very, very dangerous game they're playing, in my opinion, in terms of, like, uh, fucking, what's his name? Um, Davis Mills. Like, Davis Mills, not, not good. Not good. Below average NFL quarterback. But, like, they can win more than a couple games. Like, who says, what, so they miss a quarterback this year. What, they get Will Anderson? They get, what do you get? Eight sacks out of Will Anderson? Was that? Like, and then next year you're sitting at pick number, you know, four. It's like, congratulations. You still don't have a quarterback. You're not in position to get either quarterback. Like at some point you've got to take a swing. Like, I think it's smoke. I completely think it's smoke at this point. Like you can't keep losing like this year over year. Like the fans are going to give up on you. Everyone's going to start losing their jobs. Like, so who, if you're Houston, who do you take it to? They won't take Stroud. Zoning in on Will Levis at two is, or that's the rumor mill is, uh, oh my God. It's very interesting. I, I'm going bullshit though. Like you can't keep losing like this. And there's no guarantee that you get any of the top two guys next year. Like you're at the number two pick you get, I agree, but if they if they like a guy and he's not there and Bryce Young, like you're not going to take Stroud because of the agent thing. I wholeheartedly believe that is a real thing. Like they just don't want to deal with Deshaun's agent when they went through all that shit with him. Yeah, I agree. And then you look at Will Levis and you look at Anthony Richardson. It's like, okay, are they better than the best player available here at two for our team? Like, do we believe in them enough? And I don't know if they do. Like. I think the pick should probably be yeah. CJ Stroud for them, but they're not going to do that. Agreed. So it's a quarterback's league. You've got to go trade it up for like, one. If they really wanted Bryce young that I think that's on them. Agreed. They, they completely fumbled, but like, I don't think you can guarantee that you're sitting there at the top no. three pick next year. Like you can't, like you can't keep running for the boogie, man. Like at one point, like you've got to make a pick. Like they have this number 12 overall pick. So 
they could potentially package a pick next year, trade up, play the best of both worlds. But if you really think there's a quarterback worth drafting at two and he's at the top of your board, we just take him. Because why would you risk someone else coming in and trading up and taking your guy? So, yeah, and risk it twice yeah. because they've already risked it and failed once. Yeah. So it's like you can't risk that Where again. I feel like even if their guy is Will Levis, they just got to pull the trigger at two. Like it's, it's a dangerous game you're playing. And I've heard rumors, and I guess this is another fact, factor bullshit. Is this Tyree Wilson at two or is this Will Anderson? Because there's some Tyree Wilson at two smoke. Factor oh. bullshit. I've, I've been seeing a ton of that. I've been seeing a His ton of steam's that. picking up, huh? I think that's just like he, his athletic he's got ability. A freak yeah. build. Yeah. Like, long as hell. Polished kind of ability that has all the athletic traits in the world you can imagine. Like maybe best athlete at his position yes. in this draft, but not the most polished. Will Anderson is like Von Miller 2.0, though. It's like, it feels like very safe. It's like, this is Von Miller again. Like, Ty- like yeah, Von Tyree's Miller a with a dash less athleticism. Tyree Wilson spoke is growing at two potentially. There's got some Tyree Wilson at, at three, but the Cardinals, I don't even think we have to do a factor bullshit. The, the Cardinals are, are, are going to trade out, or at least for their franchise. I would assume they're not. CJ Stroud might be available at three. So I guess a question that I have for you guys, factor bullshit, is Will Levis going to be the second quarterback off the board? In a no trade world? Like, where are you saying, like, no trade, the Cardinals don't trade out of it? There's just, we can lay it out. There are a couple scenarios that, that, that come to mind. He's the he's the favorite currently, right? To be the second he's quarterback. Basically, taken a lock right now to go in the top five off of off of what Vegas is saying. So we Here's talked like about the scenarios yeah. with with Levis. Is the Texans like him at two, or the Texans like him a little bit later on? But the Texans really like him, and the Colts love Will Levis. The, some of the most consistent smoke wow. we have gotten out of this draft is the Colts love Will, Will Levis. Levis. So before. Adam Schefter has cooked up this dream situation or this crazy scenario where. The quarterbacks don't fly off the board to start, and it goes Bryce Young at one, and then we have basically Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson. Either one, flip-flop them, go two and three, where the Cardinals and Texans stay at their position, and Will Levis is there at four, and Will Levis is the second quarterback off the board. I saw a report today that the Colts hope C.J. Stroud gets taken so they can take Will Levis at four. That's how much they like him, but if C.J. Stroud's there at four, they know they'll get killed if they don't take C.J. Stroud. Like, that was a real report I saw on Twitter today, which is fucking insane, right? Like, Chris Ballard never change. So here's the question for you guys. Given all that context, fact or bullshit, Will Levis is the second quarterback taken in this draft. Oh, I'm going bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, it's got to be Stroud. I'm going bullshit. C.J. Stroud is the best QB in this draft, in my opinion. Like, no, we already talked about Like, he's getting the Justin Fields treatment. It's like, it's right in front of you. And he's just sliding for all these reasons. Like, Brady Quinn's leaking. He stood up the Manning camp. And now we're leaking his S2 scores. It's like, why is he the only one getting dragged? Meanwhile, Anthony Richardson was just 55% completion percentage is being put on a fucking pedestal like the next king. It's like, why why is CJ Stroud the only one out of these consensus top four QBs that are just getting absolutely taken through the mud right now? And it feels like he's like, the best one, in my opinion, arguably second. Like, you go 1A, 1B with Bryce and Stroud, in my opinion. But, like, third or fourth QB taken, like, come on, people. Like, look, like the tape doesn't lie. 
That's a that's a really good point. I, I agree. I think he's getting dragged to the mud a little bit. And this leads to our next question. Factor bullshit. Does the S2 test actually matter? And I guess before diving in, I can give you a bit of a synopsis on the S2 test. So essentially, the S2 test has replaced the Wonderlick. And the Wonderlick was a test that quarterbacks took to really gauge the barometer of their intelligence, IQ, etc. They felt that it was a bit outdated and it didn't actually give a fair indicator if a quarterback would be good in the NFL based off of like cognition skills, um, general processing ability. You hear process ability a lot in pre-draft analysis, which basically just essentially how does a quarterback process the field as it's changing when you change the picture. So S2 cognition is a 30 to 45 minute computer test and it really is attempting to measure cognitive performance. So how well an athlete consumes information, makes sense of what he or she sees and reacts. So for context, the S2 cognition test has been a more accurate ability to predict passer rating in the NFL than the Wonderlick, which let's, you know, give or take passer rating. You know, we all know that like Jimmy Garoppolo has an insane passer rating because of the offense he plays in, but Considering that some of the highest performers on the S2 test over the past like five, six years have been Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Another guy who scored really well on it was Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy came in and, and was awesome when he came in based off his ability to process and run the offense. It, it really gives us an opportunity to allow us to evaluate a player's ability to really process quickly. So given that context, right, that breakdown, considering the historical precedent, some of the previous people that scored high, do you think that the S2 test really should matter in evaluating a quarterback? Fact or bullshit? Bullshit for now. I'm going to call bullshit again. I'm calling bullshit it's too, for now as well. like, It seems like I get it. I understand the point of it, but we were talking about this before. It's like a reaction test. It is like, they give you like a, almost like a video game board esque keyboard for a portion of the test and like test your reaction times, like where your fingers are on knobs, like how quickly you're flipping them up or down for a decision base. Like, I know they started doing this with baseball, um, like for hitting and trying to determine like, you know, how well somebody can be at bat. Like I get the premise of it, but until we have like 30 years, of data to stand on of S2 testing and like tons of quarterback references to go on. Like I'm going to call bullshit. For now. I don't really give a shit about these tests. Like can a guy play football or can he not is all I really care about. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit to piggyback off of that. Like it's also very team by team. I think each scouting department and like um, analytics team are like, they all have their own model and own things that like they're diving into. So I'm sure some teams are like very bought into this S2 score, which totally makes sense. But, there's other teams who are like, they know what they see on tape. They like the measurements. It's taken into account different numbers. So like, I'm calling bullshit in terms of like a, you know, blanket statement. How much does it matter? But I'm sure some teams really do value this. Um, but I'd really say it's okay. case by case. So that leads us to the next factor bullshit. Is this S2 test really going to sink CJ Stroud's pro prospects? I think every year the NFL just picks a main character and they they choose to shit on yes. him. Like Justin Fields slid for what reason? DJ Stroud's going to slide. And for what reason? It just like, it seems to happen every year with one guy, people pick on, he gets his draft value plummeted. And for what? Because there's so much time in between the end of college football season and draft and like the end of the regular season NFL and all that, like that people just don't have time other than to just like 
run away with storylines and rumors. Like there is a lot of dead time in between the end of the season and the draft. A lot. lot. Like so much can happen in this time. And I feel like whether it's fatigue or just like the standard run of the mill NFL stuff, like this happens every year. I don't think it's specifically this S2 test. I was like reading one of the things you sent us, Sean, and like AFC, like uh, personnel, like from front offices are saying, you can't have a guy on your team that's like 18. Like some people are going to completely take him off the board because it was S2 test. Like, I think that's bullshit. bullshit. It's like, dude, this is sports at the end of the day. Analytics and testing like have their place in the world. But like, I like what Aiden said, like every team measures something differently. Like it's fucking football. Can the guy go out there and play football? I don't really care about video game reaction tests as of now. Until they prove me wrong, I really don't care. If you look at Bryce Young's film, does it shock us that this man is incredibly gifted at processing? That's his superpower is that everything is collapsing and in a blink of an eye, he could find someone. Sure. If he's a better processor because he has to be like, that makes sense to me. I bet Drew Brees is a hell of a processor because exactly. he plays differently and he sees the pocket differently. Like, I think the S2 test can be applicable almost on a case-by-case basis. You know, I'm not going to take away from C.J. Stroud after watching a ton of his film, a ton of his tape, and seeing how well he executed that offense and be like, oh, he scored poorly on this dumb cognitive test, like whatever. But you nailed it. I'm just saying it's it's case by case. You nailed it about how he executed the offense. The Ohio State offense does not ask their quarterback to be a processor. The the Ohio offense. Example of this then, Sean. You guys had a lot of success with Jimmy Garoppolo, did you not? Yes. One of the more efficient like players in like the NFL as of recent years. Like that is a case by case offensive standard. We give Jimmy G a lot of crap, but can he effectively and efficiently run a one of the better offenses in the NFL? Yes. Yeah. And it's Jimmy G we're talking about. Like, it happens at the NFL level, too. So for people to take away from C.J. Stroud because he executed an offense, that seems a little unfair. But Jimmy G executed a pro-style offense in college. I, I think what you have to remember with C.J. Stroud, and you had to remember with Justin Fields, is that this offense asks a quarterback – to hold on to the ball for three-plus seconds while their all-world wide receiver is running a choice route. It's a big choice route offense. So the wide receiver then has to make that decision at the top of their route, and you have to hold on to the ball. And C.J. Stroud, ball placement, accuracy, poise, really special stuff. He's a great prospect. But I'm not surprised that he has a bad S2 score considering they're not asking him to process. That's not really a part of what he needs to do. And when you throw in the fact that, you know, the guy was rarely ever pressured. And when he was, he wasn't great under pressure. I understand why he's falling down draft boards. But, I mean, C.J. Stroud, ball placement accuracy, it's it's special stuff. And he's built like an NFL quarterback. He's been comped to Jared Goff, Dak Prescott. And if you look at the Georgia film, guy looks like Justin Herbert. So I, I totally see the upside with Stroud. I think this has been a bit of an unfair you know, weak for CJ Stroud, but I think we're starting to learn that the NFL isn't as high on CJ Stroud as NFL draft Twitter has been. I think you're right, Keegan. The guy's either good or he's not. He's going to be good in the NFL or not. And I think regardless of, of the system they put him in, CJ Stroud has the tools to be a good NFL quarterback. The NFL, modern day NFL is also changing as coaches get like younger and the new guard gets like ushered in offenses 
teams and organizations build around players now. Like a lot in the past, like you have players come in and they're expected to run something. Like you truly believe in a prospect to give him the best opportunity. You have to give him something that works for him. I think, you know, you play to Cam Newton's strengths. Like yes. when Cam Newton is coming in the league, like you have to, Anthony Richardson will be a great example. Exactly. Of like early on, like play to his strengths. Justin Fields is a great example where the Bears aren't giving him an opportunity to get out of the pocket, run PA, like get him on some bootlegs and choice options for him to run. Like that took a whole year for him. Like teams have to be more flexible with like play styles, which is why something like the S2 to me will not matter for now. Maybe with, like I said, a bunch of years of data, like it's all situation-based. Like CJ Stroud could go into an offense that is similar that they build around him and be highly successful. You know, so I, I really do think it's a case by case. Thing. Okay. I, I think that's super fair. New test, a lot of new data. I'm excited to see how this plays out. Um, regardless, been a tough week for CJ Stroud. Another thing, did you guys see that Next Gen Stats just released their 2023 can't miss list? Are you guys familiar with Next Gen Stats, their, their can't miss list? So it's, pr- it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. So for our listeners, they're not familiar with it. In 2020, Next Gen Stats had six can't-miss prospects. The six were Chase Young, CeeDee Lamb, Joe Burrow, Isaiah Simmons, Tua, Justin Herbert, and Jerry Judy. Not not the best year for that model, but in 2021, really strong list. We had Jamar Chase. We had Kyle Pitts, Micah Parsons. We had Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, and Trevor Lawrence. And then in 2022, someone hosed Keegan down. Because this is this is a lot of Jets on one list in 2022. We had Brees oh, no. Hall, Tyler Linderbaum, Aiden Hutchinson, great name there, Evan Neal. My God. Evan Neal. Bree, it was Brees Hall, Tyler Linderbaum, Aiden Hutchinson, Evan Neal, Sauce Gardner, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, and then Icky Ikwanwo, um, from uh the left tackle from NC State. So that that's our list, right? So if you look at a lot of the rookie of the years for defensive and offensive rookie of the years, they've been on that list. It's It's been pretty impressive. And the list here for this draft is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It gets me juice seeing this. The top six can't-miss prospects for next-gen stats. Number one, Bijan Robinson. Number two, Bryce Young. Ooh. Number three, Christian Gonzalez. Number four, Will Anderson. Number five, Tyree Wilson. And number six, they had Pete Skaransky. So that's their six. Or bullshit. Are the offensive and defensive rookie of the year in this top six from next gen stats? Facts. Facts. Yeah. I, I give me Bijan and either you Will so? or Tyree. Right. I think one of those. I wouldn't corners. be surprised if Christian Gonzalez has a like similar path to like Sauce Gardner Sardom pretty quickly. Like we're pretty. Or like over at least the past couple of years, like the Pats retains the sauce gardens of the world. You can even include Tariq Wong. Cornerback has become such an important position in today's like pass happy air raid NFL. Like Christian Gonzalez might be a dark horse for a defensive rookie of the year, like in the beginning. And that'll quickly flip, I think, once he gets some games under his belt. But it's a good list. Bijan is the best prospect in this draft, I think. And Sean, you've been tweeting about it a lot from RTM page, like. The more you think about it and the more you look at the rest of the board, Bijan is like by far and away one of the top players, not based on team fits, not based on position fits or anything. Like he's just a dog. 
And then obviously the two, the defensive guys on this list are great. And then Bryce Young, of course, is like the most polished, probably NFL ready prospect of this like quarterback list as of right now. So you are speaking my language with that Bijan talk. Me, me and Aiden, <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, like might Aiden might change Prince- his name to Bijan. Uh, uh, do you guys know this, that his yeah. name is actually Bijan and it's not Bijan. Have you heard this? Yeah, I've heard. My kind of like the mustard. My brain can't do it. I probably should start calling him Bajan. I think that's what he wants, but I just I can't honey do it. Bajan mustard. I, I, like I can't honey Bajan mustard. Okay, so if you look at yeah. the Vegas gambling odds for Bijan Robinson right now, his top three landing spots, I believe, are the Falcons, the Cowboys, and I think the third one is the Commanders. Uh, rounding out the top six is Texans, Bears, mm. and Eagles. There are a lot of top 10 picks in that list there. Well, factor range. bullshit. Is Bijan Robinson a top 10 pick? I'm going to go bullshit, I think. Yeah. I, I think, unless he, I think the only place that I can confidently say, I think there's only one place he could go in the top 10, and that's to I Atlanta. Too. So I think, I think for that too. reason, he took a visit the with Eagles the Philadelphia Eagles. Everyone talks about how the okay. Eagles are the most heavy I'm... analytic team. They're never going to take a running back. Like, I get it. But at the same time, this is not that great of a draft class. Bijan is a top three prospect in that draft. There is some growing strategy around drafting a top running back. Because if you get them in the first round, you get five years of control with the fifth year option. And then you can franchise tag them one to two times. So you can get seven years out of a running back without giving them a second contract. And you could just dump them when they're 28. It's pretty terrible. You could go full Leonardo DiCaprio, dump them when they're 28 years old. No problem. Next question. You're on to the next one. So considering that strategy, is it almost like that galaxy brain zig when they zag and a team that really doesn't have any holes goes complete luxury pick and takes B. John Robinson? I mean, I'll, I'll take my tinfoil hat off, but that kind of just makes sense. I know it's sacrilege for an organization that's so analytic-driven, but I'm kind of vibing off of it, as you can tell. The only thing that get, makes me want to drink the tea on this a little bit is, like, facts to the, to the Atlanta Falcons. I'll have a sip. I'll have a sip of some top and propaganda. One sip. Like, you can just try yeah, it. I'm going to yeah. try it. And let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons so at for eight. It. There it is. Yeah. So that's where I'm Dude, like, that's where I think he would back go to back years. If it happened. Just drafting stud offensive weapons like early three years. Early in the three draft. Years they, if they did it. Th- yeah, three years, three years. Yeah, now. Like, so I'm just thinking, it'd be like, pretty criminal, but it'd be No, awesome. it would be amazing. I would like I would I would be okay with my Tyler Algier shares dismantling because I would just watch Arthur fucking establish it. Oh my god. Robinson. Oh, he would four hundred carries Established oh the fuck God. out of it. Okay. He would touch the ball so many times. Desmond Ritter would just be a check down, Charlie. It would be, per- it would like literally be perfect. It's like Desmond, drop it to Bijan. If Bijan goes to the Falcons, if, if Bijan goes to the Falcons, I will be drafting him 101 in a redraft league. If I get the pick. That was my neck. Over the gritty yes, god himself, I would abandon. I would abandon my no running back in the first no. round strategy, no, and no, I'm no. buying all over Bijan and his 456 Arthur Smith manufactured <laughs> touches that he's gonna get in his first season as a rookie. 
I'm still gritting, bro. I'm still gritting any place I you, can. Every you have Sunday. to think about it, though. You have to uh, legit. Your brain will oh, yeah. have to come to a conclusion, and you will have a serious debate thinking about if you should take Bijan Robinson with the first pick and redraft if he goes to somewhere like the Falcons, Falcons, Eagles, Cowboys, Cowboys, oh, and draft sure. number one overall. Cowboys, right. without a doubt. That is that that is incredible. Completely shafts my Tony Pollard <laughs> sock, which. Would be a fat bummer. Like I don't fat bummer, but okay. uh, that would okay. be awesome. What yes, an upgrade yes. from Ezekiel Elliott. That would be like that's like what top three NFC favorites at at worst there with Bijan in that offense. So I guess factor bullshit. Would you take Bijan number one overall, just like regardless of of landing position? Like, would you do it? regardless I no i need yeah, to know I, his need, I, I gotta see where he's going yeah. I'm, I'm still like primarily wide receiver in the it, first guy but the conversation okay. will be had like it's not yeah. crazy like we're not dialogues, we're not shelling anyone that proposes created. it oh very very healthy <laughs> one yeah start a dialogue oh yeah. all right we, we are going to start a dialogue word around town zay flowers hopped on a, a plane and flew out to texas Ooh. to work out for the kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, he was in attendance throwing to Zay Flowers. Factor bullshit. Zay Flowers upgrading from Phil Dracovich to Patrick Mahomes would be the greatest quarterback upgrade for a wide receiver in the history of, of mankind. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Fact. with that. I would need new underwear, bro. I would literally need new underwear watching that. Like, Zay Flowers with Patrick That, like... He is so clearly the top guy in that offense, or I guess aside from Kelsey, sorry, but like in terms of wide receivers, like, oh my Dude, are God, you forgetting dude, the loving be so Dynasty community fan favorite, Justin Ross? Like, let's not sleep on that. Enough with that smoke, dude. He's not going to play more than four games this year. I'm like, no, I'm not doing the Justin Ross thing. Zay Flowers with Patrick Mahomes over Jerkovich. Oh my would God. That be, would would that be the littlest starting three wide receiver core in the NFL between Zay, Tony, and Sky Moore? It'd be pretty tiny. It would, Sky Moore would be the biggest guy. <laughs> be adorable. Yeah. And then MVS is a beanpole. MVS is a beanpole. So you can't forget about that. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about MVS. Yeah. Factor yeah. fiction Chiefs are taking a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, that feels like a fact. It's just like, dude, they, they just get the luxury pick every year. It's a luxury. Rebuilt their like, offensive what? line in like the past two drafts, like pretty easily. So well. They've also added a lot of oh, yeah. defensive players. Like, so they have young offensive linemen on rookie contracts and deals. They've got rookie defensive yep. players. They have their stud tight end. They've got their, they do, they drafted like a seventh round rookie running back wonder last year in Isaiah Pacheco. Like, they're not really hurting there. They, they might as well. I feel like that's a perfect spot for them to get a wide receiver. Why not? Too it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty awesome. Um, I know they're really high in their wide receiver room, but depending on who's there, why not? Right? Like, like the rich get richer. So, like, fuck it. Zay Flowers out there. Like, all right. I could totally I, I see love it. it. Fact. I don't know if Zay Flowers is going to be there at thirty. The thirty-one. I don't I think, don't think so. Either. Thirty-one. Which hurts I mean, Zay, Zay's going to be yeah, catching passes from Justin Herbert or. Patrick Mahomes. There's, oh, there's man, chatter of him going so to, to. There's chatter of him playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Chatter of him playing for the New York Giants. Zay Flowers is going to play in a good offense next year, but yeah, he's going to yeah. go in like the twenties to a playoff ready roster, and he's just going to be like the wide receiver two there, and it's going to be 
Another one awesome. that's interesting is Quentin Johnston, who very divisive prospect, someone that I thoroughly enjoy watching. Quentin Johnston didn't get invited to the NFL draft because they were afraid of a awkward moment in the green screening room, in the, in the green room. Green screen. <laughs> they, they have an awkward moment in the green What's room. What's going on? So much so, factor bullshit. Quentin Johnston falls out of the first round. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't think he slides that far. I guess letting us know, like, we're not going to invite this guy to the first round because it might get awkward. So, like, they're saying something without saying the, something. The NFL invited. Why would they rescind his invite? The, the NFL invited. Uh, Malik Willis and Nicobe Dean to the green room last year, and uh, they didn't get drafted till the third round. So maybe the NFL is just overcorrecting here because that was just so painful. But I find it really hard that Quentin Johnston falls past the no. Chiefs at thirty-one. Right, like that. He, I think he's so. going round one. I think so. He's going round one because, in my opinion, like he's probably like the okay. third wide receiver off the board. Maybe even second. I don't know. Like he's the only big body. Like receiver out of you know that you know tier one tier two wide receiver guys that we're talking about like you've got jsn you've got addison you've got zay like those are all fun size wide receivers and then quinn johnson is like your true dog on the outside like i'd be absolutely shocked if someone there in the late teens or 20s facts or bullshit a tight end is the first pass catcher off the board in the 2023 draft oh fiction that one's fun let's see it depends on where Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba goes, but if the Chargers want to get fun, they take a tight end at 21, and then they start the rush of some pass catchers. I feel like the Manders are going tight Okay, end. or t- tight Two end weeks or ago, I would have agreed, Aiden, but now with Bryce Young potentially going first, like things are going to get a little hairy here. So I'm playing into the chaos. I'm going bullshit. JSN's going to fly off the board in like the early teens. It would be really weird if JSN wasn't a top 15 pick. It would be so funny if the Packers drafted JSN. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, that'd be pretty cool for, for, it would be, for fantasy. No, 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 no. Slam dunk for redraft. Oh my goodness. That would be no. dynasty and redraft. Aaron Rodgers out the door. And what do we do? We take a wide receiver in the Watson first round. And- no, play it safe. Watson and JSN would be a fantastic duo. I mean, that is awesome. With Romeo Dobbs, that is such a good receiving core. I was about to say, it, I was about to say, where's Dobbs? I, I think Dobbs is going to be a much more viable uh, fantasy. We'll forget about Dobbs and Christian like Watson. Bro. Bro. No, I think it's the exact opposite. Bro. No, Christian Watson Bro. is Martavis Bryant. Bro, Watson's He's Martavis Bryant. <laughs> you are barking up the wrong tree. Keegan knows how much I love um, Christian Watson, bro. No, he had like a forty percent target I, share. I had in much like higher. Four or five weeks, dude was a freak. He doesn't even know how to play wide receiver yet. Like, yeah, but Martavis Bryant's not a bad comp. All right, fellas, you're going to be mock drafting the first round of a rookie superflex dynasty league. That was a lot of words, all right? That was my fifth try on that, but there's a reason it was five tries. You have to really think through what you're going to say. Keegan owns the first pick. Aiden owns the third pick. I own the second. I went out of order. That was kind of uh, idiotic here. But we're just going to draft. We're going to do it. It's going to be fun. And if you were tired of us drafting, you should probably stop listening to the podcast because we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. We won't. No snake draft here. You're going to retain your pick, so we'll contain our positions. And uh, may the best man win. So, Keegan, you're on the clock. First pick 
and our mock draft, our pre-draft mock draft, all right, everybody? It's important that we do this before the draft because if a guy lands on a fire team in a great situation, it's going to move him up the board. So it's important that we have this pre-draft context to anchor us. So Keegan, first pick, who are you taking? Bijan Robinson. Okay, Aiden, what's the second? <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. don't even need to explain it. Like, it doesn't matter team need for me. Yep. I could have no quarterback like on my roster that I like. I'm still going to take Bijan. It's yeah, slam dunk. Yeah, as as someone who's sitting one one in a dynasty league, uh, like that pick is already locked in. Like, we might as well start the draft at one two because like. There's no argument you can make that doesn't end with Bijan being the consensus 1-1. Um, as Sean puts me off as I weaseled my way into 1-1 in the yes. lottery. Um, yes, Bijan. It, like, it ended up working out for me in our dynasty league because I don't have a quarterback. So I, I really do have to take one. So this is good practice for me. Bijan's off the board. The, at the 102, I am drafting Anthony Richardson. Uh, I do not think he is the best quarterback prospect in this draft. I do think for fantasy football reasons, he is by far and away the best fantasy prospect out of the three. I think Bryce Young is going to be great off the jump. I think CJ Stroud is going to have a great career. But in terms of upside in, in fantasy, it's unmatched. Keegan and I talk a lot about Konami code quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson's entire rookie season is going to be based around the fact that he can run the ball. So I think if they give him a clear path for development, like the Josh Allen development plan, where it's like, it's okay, Josh, make mistakes. We're going to build an offense around you. And he has a clear path to playing time. I don't even think it's a debate. He's going to be very good at fantasy immediately, just based off of the rushing upside alone. So going with Anthony Richardson, I know that might be a little controversial, but that's who I'm going with. Really hit on it with the rushing upside. Like rushing QBs in today's fantasy landscape are goldmine. Um, you, you can be an average passer and you'll still be a top five or 10 uh, QB because of the rushing upside. And he's a freak athlete. He's going to, he'll easily eclipse 500, 700 yards on the ground. Um, Aiden, um, every year, who I are you think. taking at three? Um, this is tough. This is tough. Coin toss. It's going to us without knowing landing spots. This is tricky. So I'm going to go Bryce Young. I'm going to go Bryce Young. Yep. I didn't. I didn't really want to, but uh, I'm going Bryce Young. He's going to be starting for the Carolina Panthers day one. That offense is good enough. Like, I think he's <laughs> a good enough prospect. Like, good enough. <laughs> I know it paid me. Like, I wanted CJ Stroud. They're so bad, but like, I have to go Bryce Young here. I think he's going to struggle year one. Bryce? Like, I, I don't know. Bryce PF, is going to be good. Off the PFF ground. thinks this Carolina Panthers offense is like the next like coming of jesus christ and like it's it's all it's all over the timeline and i'm like this shit stinks but he's gonna be good it might take more than a year for him to like you know really be a viable fantasy qb but he's gonna be in the league forever um yeah like bryce Young keegan you're on the clock who are you taking oh jackson smith and jigba we're loading up the offensive talent here. So if I here's my thought process. If I'm in the range of like one four, one five, um, there's a possibility that I have one viable quarterback on my roster already. Like you're not that bad. Maybe you acquired the pick in a trade. I think there's definitely a path here to like bolster up your offense, like on your dynasty team with a wide receiver who will receive a hundred plus targets multiple years in his career who will catch 80 to 90 passes like a year will be 
clear role offensive player. And we talk about fantasy, specifically PPR. Jackson Smith and Jigba is like your dream wide receiver for that format. So I'm going to go without a quarterback and take the stud wide receiver. You're taking JSN over Stroud. Yes, because Anthony Richardson would have been my pick at 1-4. If I'm looking at it, like you said, fantasy perspective, Sean, I would have taken Anthony Richardson at 1-4 had he been there. But if I want a pocket passer who's going to throw for 38 to 4,000 yards a year and throw close to 30 touchdowns maybe, which is what CJ Stroud could become, like I'll go try and acquire Kirk Cousins from somebody and just not deal with the rookie yeah, the rookie like bump up and progression because like that's what CJ Stroud will become, and this is fantasy. Wow! Oh, in a super flex, that is I I love that energy. I love that energy. Uh, ideally, I would have loved to go another position here, but I got to scoop up CJ Stroud here at five. Um, the the landing the landing spot is going to be really key with Stroud, but. In terms of dynasty, he is very safe, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a great prospect. We've already hit on what he can do. We've hit on a little bit of what he can't do. I think we're going to have to stay patient with Stroud. I think he struggles at the gates unless he comes into like a dream situation. But I can't responsibly take another player over Stroud. I got to stack up on the Superflex draft. I'm comfortable taking C.J. Stroud here. I would have personally probably had C.J. Stroud at five, right? Was, was where you took Keegan? But totally understand. Yep. Wait, no, we we had three quarter. No, this is Stroud is at five. So JSN at four, baby. Yeah, Stroud's at five. Um, I love JSN too. I think the, the JSN hype machine should grow. You lot of, gotta love slot receivers and fantasy. But yeah, I'm taking Stroud here. Aiden, who do you have at six? So I'm going my guy out of UCLA. Zach. Wow. Uh, That's a running back. Zach Charbonnet. Um, he's gonna get a fuck ton of touches from day one in an NFL offense. And I like that. Give me a little PPR upside. Give me lots of red zone work. Give me carries. Give me catch. Give me it all. Zach Charbonnet. Lock it in with Bryce Young there. I'm happy with my uh, QB running back. Uh, okay, so just to recollect here, first at the 101, B. John Robinson. At the 102, Anthony Richardson. At the 103, Bryce Young. At the 104, Jackson Smith and Jigba. At the 105, C.J. Stroud. 106, Zach Charbonnet. So with the seventh pick, we're halfway through this draft. Who are you taking, Keegan? Okay, I'm I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs here. My my thought process is... Wait, 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 Keegan. <laughs> you still don't have a quarterback. He's right there. No. I, look. <laughs> Super there is... There is a couple ways to approach this. And like, if we're thinking this from dynasty, right. like we have to consider that people are in different situations, right? So I think it's good that yep. Sean is kind of like, in a way, cosplaying like, we're, this is like a rebuild. I have some good skill positions from previous drafts, and Sean doesn't have any quarterbacks. So he stacks up on two this draft. That's great. You know, Aiden's going a little bit more balanced where you get kind of a running back, you get a, a quarterback to get going like and i'm assuming from the position that like i'm lacking and i'm applying this to myself like my real dynasty team is massively lacking in their rb room and talent so i have an opportunity here and i'm going to go with Bijan and another pass catching like fantasy value back in jameer gibbs and that's how i'm looking at it i think there's a situation for everybody in dynasty but you know gibbs versus levis in terms of immediate fantasy impact i'm probably going to lean gibbs and like obviously every team has a different need every dynasty owner has something different but 
Levis and Richardson and even Stroud are going to have, I think, slower paths to consistent play while Richardson has a ton of running upside. Like Bryce Young will probably step in and play the most fluid and 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 average like at the very beginning. So it's like if I need an immediate impact player, I'll go with the two running backs and have Jackson Smith and Jigba as well to pair with that in my three picks. So makes sense. It makes sense. Your your team is disgusting. You don't have a quarterback. If we're going off the scenario that you've already like got healthy QB play, um, yeah, I like it. I like how we're all kind of doing a different situation. In terms of, I would have taken Charbonnet here. If Aiden drafted Gibbs, I thought Aiden was going to draft Jameer Gibbs, and I would have no taken Sharp. That, no see, chap. this is crazy because this is kind of shaking out how it might shake out in rookie drafts, though. Bijan, quarterback, quarterback. Uh, then we had a wide receiver. You, there might be three quarterbacks in a row after Bijan in the standard draft, and then it's just madness here. So at the one hundred eight, oh, I really don't know who I'm going to take here. I think I just have to go with my gut. And my gut is t- telling me to take Jordan Addison. I'm going to swoop up Jordan Addison. He's a safe prospect here. I feel like wherever he goes, he's going to be good. I think he lands on the Chargers. So I'm banking on Jordan Addison on the Chargers here. So I'm going to take Addison at the 108. All right. Aiden, I like it. 109. I'm getting all my guys, man. This is all. I'm just scooping them up one by one, bringing them home right to Papa. Uh, I'm taking. Taking Zay Flowers, I am. I'm thrilled to have him there, and um, yeah, he'll be in good hands. I've got Bryce, I got Charbo, and I got Zay. I'm feeling good about the team I've got here. Assuming I've got a bit of a balance already on my existing roster. And now here's where the fun gets for me because I can still take my guy Will Levis with my next okay. pick. So you got Will Levis at the ten. I'll get a quarterback out of this situation, and I'm happy with Levis towards like the back end of this round. You know, team needs shakeout. You guys add in the quarterbacks. There gets one left. Probably don't need one. Like yeah. I'll go with Levis, and I'm totally cool with that. That's a that's a come up. That's yeah, a for come the sake up. of this looking, especially in superflex. Like even if he's not your slam dunk QB, like you can't get QBs like this. Like. If you've got that first round pick, or even if you got multiple first round picks, you've already got like a skill position earlier. Getting a quarterback here, like it's worth yeah. taking that swing instead of, like you said, trying to trade draft capital or existing players on your team for a Kirk Cousins or you know one of those kind of you know tier two, tier yeah, three. So Levis falls a bit. C.J. Stroud falls a bit. With the eleventh pick in our mock draft, I am going to take Quentin Johnston. That is a wide receiver out of TCU. I, th- I thought long and hard about Jalen Hyatt here. Uh, Hyatt is very landing spot dependent. Um, I think everyone is a little too low on Hyatt, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of really good evaluators have Hyatt as the third best prospect in this draft. But also, he ran in a fake offense, so I get the skepticism. Like It's, it's a bit of a projection. Um, Hyatt is somebody that I think is a priority in the second round if he falls. But I, I got to go with my guy QJ here. I think he's going to come in and be a really good player with the ball in his hands. So I'm taking QJ um, at the 11th spot. No running backs for me. Didn't get any. <laughs> Didn't swoop any up. Not- it's it's the big three, the quarterbacks and wide receivers. But I think when you look at like these drafts, how they're going to shake out, I don't see another running back going no. in the top 12. I think you kind of get that tier two in the like you know at that wrap starting around 13 to you know 15 to 16 where 
some, uh, some of those guys. Aiden, you have the most interesting opinion. pick, I think, in this whole entire rookie draft. I think the 12th pick, you can go in so many different directions here. There's one that here. I hate, but I know is probably a good play in Superflex. And then you, you've got some other options here. So who are you taking with the 12th pick? Do something crazy. Uh, you thinking about it? That's yeah, what, you think That's about what it? I was going to do. It makes sense. Um, I'm going to do it. We're going to do a position that has not Ooh. been drafted yet. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Bring it in. And we're going to go with QB. Yeah! <laughs> Out of Utah, Dolby. baby. We've got our QB. We've got our running back. We've got our wide receiver. Now we're getting the freak tight end, Dalton Kincaid. They're at 12 before the wrap. And we are loaded with ammo here. You got a squad. I, I'm curious, who would you take with the 13th pick, Kegger? Well, if if that happens there, Kincaid, I look at a couple options. Now, I've already got some running backs. I've got a stud wide receiver, and I've got a quarterback. I may even double dip on the tight end position and go Michael Mayer here okay. at the wrap. I think I like that. Josh Downs is a landing spot guy yeah. for me, but I could like Josh Downs here Same. as well. Um, I would, my personal like thing is like, there's a couple running backs that you might, but you could probably wait until a couple more picks down the line, like the big B's, um, a chain. So landing like spot. That. You could wait. It's so landing spot dependent with the running backs, but All I'm going to go guys, with yeah. like probably the one of the two guys. who I think could perform regardless of landing spot. And then on that for me would lean higher towards Michael. Okay. Meyer. I think he's kind of like a bona fide yeah, he's gonna play NFL player, you know. So and and at that yeah, spot, like for my next pick, I feel like Hooker is definitely in play. I guess I'm curious, like where would you be cool taking headed Hooker in a super flex? Like the three of us have been hypercritical of headed Hooker. Uh, two twelve okay. at the okay. earliest. <laughs> I would. I would. I, I would go late second pick? as well. Yeah, I don't care. Wow, if he's a first, it would depend pick, where. I, got to roll the I don't. But I don't see him being a first-round pick anywhere where there's like a clear path. Well, to he's not going to play next soon. year. I don't. Because great. Exactly. So like, what? I'm I'm just stashing him for what, two, like potentially like two years before he yeah. even throws an NFL football. Like, but but again, like you said, yeah, it's if it's very if chain uh, like lands on just a super incredible spot. He's definitely in play at 14 for me. Mm-hmm. I think Tyje. Oh my God, if he goes to Miami. Yeah, it t- if Tajay is like a third round draft pick instead of like a fifth round draft pick, Tajay is super going to be in play for me. But as it currently stands, I, I I'm running to the podium and taking Hyatt. Like I'm pretty much all in on Hyatt. I, I didn't think I would be. It's very divisive. It's like no one's like, yeah, I'm cool with Jalen Hyatt. It's like you're either like, <laughs> don't bring this guy near me, or it's like I have to have him on my squad, which like you said is one of. Like, the most fun prospects for that reason. It's like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on a handful yeah. of the guys that like we've talked about, but Jalen Hyatt, Hendon Hooker. I'm like, I don't want Zerline Sam. who does a lot yep. of really good stuff for the NFL network and NFL.com. He has him as his third rated wide receiver. And then Dane Brugler, who, you know, writes the beast for the athletic and Dane's just an incredible evaluator. Yep. He actually has him as his third best wide receiver. So it's a projection. You go look at Matt Harmon reception perception, and it's a, just a god-awful reception perception profile. Um, but then you go look at all the nerds' yep. models, and it's like Jalen Hyatt's going to be a star based off of his stat production. He is such an enigma. Totally mystery player. So It'll be interesting to see Completely. where he lands. I'm, I'm really Which excited. Is fun. I'm excited for this draft, guys. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. 
to to watch this baby. Rip. I'm so I'm ready to it's watch like, it go. Dude, We've been talking about yeah. it nonstop for uh, six weeks. We got to free yeah. agency so fast, and then between free agency and the draft has felt like yeah decades. It's like, dude, like the amount of mock drafts I've been reading and just things I've been seeing prospects getting ripped. It's like. There's no way it's only been like a month and a half since free agency yeah. open that we've been doing it for this long. Dude, I have drafts. It's gonna be brain. awesome. <laughs> like, like draft fog. I, I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like sitting over here. I'm like, well, what if these quarterbacks just like aren't good at all? Like, period. You know, I'm like, I'm so far over to the right, like trying to have fun thinking that way. I'm like, what if Bryce Young really can't throw deep without standing on his tippy toes? Like, what if CJ Stroud like really can't read an NFL offense? Like. What if Will Levis ends up having the best career of those three? And then what if Anthony Richardson You're in is deep. Vince Young 2.0? I'm just like, I don't know where to go. You know, like I'm, I'm so that. excited. I love that. And this draft are, isn't we, great. This draft really isn't out. good. So it's, <laughs> it's not as fun this year. Like I'm glad our team's not as bad as it was years past, but like usually with the jets, I'm eyeing like just best players. Yeah. Like, and this time, I'm just like, do I really want to go watch Broderick Jones <laughs> highlight tapes? No, that's or the it's fun. Tennessee guy. Dar- what is it? Darnell, right? Like, I, like. Oh, I love the, Darnell. Same. Right? You know, I'm all in on that. Like, he's an athlete, Huge athletic Darnell freak. Right but like, now. I don't know. I'm I'm just having too much draft thoughts in my head. I'm. Well, for I'm I'm not sure. You're almost free, man. Well, for the you're almost I'm like, free. Dude, Deuce Vaughn right maybe there. might play ten years in the NFL. Who knows? Like, what, what do we really I know? Should have taken him at twelve. I should have taken him at we twelve. No, anything. Yeah, we don't know anything. But the one thing I do know is that for the third year in the row, the 49ers are going to draft Trey Lance. That's how much they love him. So three years straight, baby. Lock it in. Lock that one in. Round in one. The round. The this was a Bullshit. ton of fun. I love recording on Fridays during the day. Keegan's less grumpy during the day. Every vibes are immaculate. Still on so Friday. grumpy about Jameis and Williams. He loosened up after the uh, gambling talk. Yeah. We appreciate all the support. RTM would not be the same without you. It means the world to us. Um, go touch some grass. It's a Friday. En- enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll do one more episode before the draft. One more. Maybe we'll talk gambling and props and just have a little fun and then we're off to the races let's just rip like a top 15 top 18 like another mock draft we, you know? we, let's could, get crazy. we could do let's another mock we could do uh dream fantasy situations for these guys that could be fun fantasy match like fantasy matchmaker could be something we play yeah all right love is lines but nfl edition we're totally gonna do that Ooh. all right everybody thank you for <laughs> joining us um we appreciate it as always and until next time 